This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Previously, our heroes, alongside the simple-minded orc warlord Lil Pimpim, played by the emotionally unpredictable Brandon Hackett, were breaking into Cragmore Castle to save the dwarf Gundren, but they've become trapped in a sewer filled with water and begun turning on one another. Will they make their way inside? Will they die because they can't focus on any task for more than two minutes? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! Okay, so y'all want my shield then? Here, you can have it. <laughs> and little Pim Pim mightily throws the shield and Quinny further into the water. So we're going to test that 25-foot depth thing right now. All right. Uh, so, Quinny, you are thrust into darkness, realizing perhaps your thieving ways have finally come home to roost. Can, um, I, uh, can I interject really quickly? Of with course. Them? I hate you. I hate you so much, little Quinny. Oh, you are terrible little piece of crap. Oh, you get your act together. You are an awful dad. Uh, so uh, I, I grab, I grab the warlord, and I like, I like try to comfort him, but also push him back against the wall. And I'm like. You're gonna get through this. This is remember what you said in chapter eight of your book. You, you know what you said in chapter eight, right? Yeah, yeah. Just cool off sometimes. <laughs> and so I remind him of that while subtly also using my thaumaturgy. I, I cast a spell with one little fart under the water, and, and it farts and it glows, and it goes over to Quinny, and now Quinny's glowing, so we can see where he is underwater. Okay, great. great. So uh, Quinny, you're you're spinning uh, underwater, but now at least you can see. Uh, what do you want to do? Oh, what what do I see? Uh, so it seems as though uh, the tunnel does go go down, but um, it doesn't open up into any great uh, crevice or anything. Uh, it seems like the pipework just goes a little bit further down. So you know that behind you there's air. Ahead of you, you're not sure. Uh, do you want to make a perception check? Yes. At disadvantage because you're spinning on a shield underwater. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. Can I set myself up to maybe get uh, a better better bearings instead of? Yep. Okay. Sure. So <laughs> he'd like to hide. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so maybe do me an acrobatics instead because you're going to try and write yourself in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Total of thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, that's a. I think that's enough to kind of like using you know yeah. your your hands in the shield. You're able to kind of write yourself. So yeah, you can now see um, ahead of you. All right. I want to take this shield, and it's it's for a bigger person than me, a much larger person than mm-hmm. me. So I want to jam it as best I can into maybe wedge it into some rocks or something like that and okay. kind of anchor myself with it so that okay. I can, like, steady myself and peer into the distance. Okay, great. Uh, so roll me, I guess, a dexterity. Yeah. Uh, 13. You can't really wedge the shield in, but it is heavy enough mm. that uh, it sort of sinks to the bottom. Okay, okay. So roll perception now or? Yeah. Uh, 11. So uh, it's kind of hard to see what's ahead of you. Understandable. Um, but there is a warlord behind you. Friends, what are you doing? I'm commenting on the warlord. I'm reminding him that your dad doesn't make you who you are. <laughs> like, it's, if you, you are your own man. Break the cycle of violence. 
I don't know what Alan's doing. And I'm, I, do I have room enough to nudge past them? Yeah. Or is it too yeah. narrow? Okay. Oh, so, no. I pushed him up so, against the wall. I'm okay, making so room. So while this is happening, Quinny, I'm going to lift you out of the water. Take both your shoulders and raise you up enough so that you can see. No, he's down. No, he's yeah, down he's under where he's underwater. Yeah, he's underwater. No, no, but well, he's, 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 he's been thrown down the path. The yeah, I've been thrown ahead. I didn't think it was that far. <laughs> is it really far? Oh, well, I mean, uh, we'll pimp him Captain America him by rolling a natural 20. So you'd have to swim to get him. Well, then I'm freaking swimming. Quinny's my. I think we're friends at this point. Yeah, I like it. All right. <laughs> All right. So I am swimming as quickly as I can mm-hmm. to Quinny. Um, I assume you guys are having a rather long conversation. Oh, yeah. We, we're we having dad time. My dad's a nightmare, too. So I start, like, sharing. Yeah. Like, I'm like, my dad was a cleric of the god of war. You guys don't even hear this. You're underwater. But I'm like, my dad was a cleric of the god of war. He wanted me to be a paladin. My mom tried to assassinate me so my brother Reginald could be a big deal. I ended up finding Moonhammer. That's what you got to remember. It all comes back to Moonhammer. Goblin Jr. is just doing like quiet, like sneer. There's and a I, and I really, I really want to get away from this conversation because <laughs> I, I've, I wait I'm, for I'm, her to I'm thinking to myself, like I've, I've never met my dad, so I, I really, f- I'm feeling kind of left out by this conversation. So <laughs> she's um, feeling left out by discussing her abusive dads. <laughs> <laughs> I totally <laughs> am, guys. A there's a, there's a version of this <clears throat> where, like, as this conversation's happening, <laughs> Quinny's body just floats to the surface <laughs> and yeah. floats by. <laughs> It's not this version, though. No, I, I know so, Alan's got Quinny. So. Yeah, I'm going to swim over to Quinny and, and so, lift him um, up. <laughs> because you have dark vision, you're uh, able to see pretty well mm-hmm. under the water. And um, you can see that uh, it's probably, you think swimming just kind of at a regular pace, you, you could probably breach the other side uh, with relative ease. Possibly one check's worth of ease. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to call him back, the guys. Um, underwater? underwater? <laughs> All right. I'm fine where I am. Please go ahead, swim back. No, <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> no, I am lifting Quinny up because okay. I really don't want you to die. All right, <laughs> just drown. So, so I, I lift you above the water. Uh, you, you're still submerged. So you're both basically the tunnel has gone uh, lower into how the ground. Low, how low is this? Well, it's it's at the the water level has risen as the tunnel descends. So oh. basically, the you're currently in a fully submerged. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, uh, I, I swim by by Quinny, um, and kind of like look at him and do a little like wave, like come come with me okay. and like thumbs up. I leave thumbs up. Thumbs up. Thumbs I leave up. The All right. right. And, and so, um, <laughs> can both of you roll me an athletics check, please? Sure. Ooh, athletics not so great. Uh, <laughs> athletics is actually minus one. <laughs> I'm minus one too. Yeah. I'm at an eight. I'm at a total of eleven. Eleven. So, uh, Quinny, you managed to make it through. It's not. Uh, it's not actually too hard to swim in this kind of like <laughs> okay drowned water. Um, Alan. <laughs> Uh, in all I of find your, myself in a watery grave. <laughs> well, in all of your efforts to uh, get Quinny and make sure he's okay, uh, suddenly the, the the weight of your your staff and your uh, explorer's pack are, are weighing you down Fuck. a bit, and you realize that uh, even though you are a, a fine swimmer in in perfect ideal elven circumstance, in the real world, sometimes swimming is is more complicated. Uh, so you find yourself uh, struggling. You get the sense you've got enough air for now, but probably not for too much longer. Uh, gentlemen, how's your conversation going? Yeah, you know, it's just my, my dad was such a tyrant, you know. He was a milliner, and he wanted me to go into that business so much. But I said, no, I want to be a warlord. I want to be a warlord. And he kept writing these hard, zinging jokes, lambasting me and presenting them at family dinners. <laughs> I can see why you see him in Quinny. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I understand where you're coming from. My dad forced me to join the military to dedicate my life to the god of war because they wanted my brother to be a big deal and they wanted me to just murder a bunch of people. And I was like, no. I want to fart and drink and have friends, Dad. You can't make me do this. And then I start to get really mad and like we reverse roles. So he's, he has to calm me down because I'm like, that isn't who I am. I'm not going to kill for you anymore. Okay, I just want to have friends. No, like he, no, don't worry. You're not your dad. <laughs> like he pushes you off of him against the wall and pushes you against the other wall. <laughs> like you cross that. Yeah, and, Go- and Goblin Jr. crawls off my shoulders onto his as a scarf and is calming me from the other side. And then he calms me down using exactly the same arguments. And I'm like, you're a smart guy. <laughs> and then should, should we go into the water? They've been down for a long time. Yeah, let's do that. I think right. I owe your friend an apology. So I, I, I turn to him, though, and go, you're, you're wearing armor, right? I'm wearing a giant pot as a breastplate. So yes. I'm going to say to him, I don't know if they really thought this out. These straws are a pretty great idea. I'm like, Goblin Jr. is a good swimmer. We're both in heavy armor. But, and I take off my helmet, which is solid, and you got your pot. I'm like, if we lower these under as we are and use the straws, we can breathe on our way through. 
And our arm will keep us heavy, but then it'll hold us to the bottom. We can just walk our way across. Seems so, like someone read the diving bell chapter of a certain treatise on warfare <laughs> written by a certain orc warlord. That's right. So uh, I <laughs> release Goblin Jr. to swim, and we'll just walk through real easy. Great. Uh, I, so I'll is, pick is up Alan, Alan if still, Alan's still oh, struggling. Oh, you're going to get, okay. Oh, thank you. If I get there before she can swim out, I'm just going to like scoop her one-handed and walk her the rest of the way. I was, so, re- I was ready to cast Misty Step. <laughs> just be like, fuck this. <laughs> you guys managed to uh, to make it through to the other side of the tunnel. And um, so you're back up to kind of, uh, it seems like this was just a dip in the tunnel. So it's back to sort of the same level it was earlier. Little Pimpin, um, do you collect your shield? Or are you just one shield now? <laughs> yeah, I collect my shield and I sling it across my back. And I look at Quinny and I say... Don't mess with my stuff. And I turn to the warlord standing there, and I look at Quinny, and I give Quinny one of those, like, just give him a second. And I say, warlord, what else did you want to say before we walked through the water? <sighs> I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Quinny, think long before this, this statement, because we're walking into a castle full of bugbears that want to murder us. Yes. You are forgiven. Moonhammer be praised! And Goblin Jr. is like, snarf, snarf! And I'm like, you bet, buddy. And I put him on my shoulder. I start putting his armor back on him so we're ready to go. And I turn to the, the warlord and I say, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Your dad would never have done that. You're your own man now. Remember that. And I say, thank you. You bow to no one. <laughs> and I say, that. And shake his paw. Having heard that truth from you, I will follow that rule for the rest of my life. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> okay great so I, I, just, I, I just look at Quinny and like mouth oh fuck <laughs> I, I suit up Goblin Jr as you strap the armor on you you catch the, the, the look of the spider and, and for a second you, you're just reminded of the, the dear sacrifice your friend uh, Jakob made yesterday and I turn to the warlord and I say it really quiet but I'm like hey little pimp him yeah don't die on me man don't die on me and then I just turned back to putting the armor on. And I'm back to being jovial, but I had that real moment that's like in the back of my eyes. <laughs> so uh, you continue on down the tunnel. and uh, Okay, so we're back in our lineup. I'll be one hand on his shoulder with Goblin Jr. scarf. I will hold Quinny, I think, in one hand so he's safely and comfortably out of the water. Yeah, that sounds like something a real Junior J would do. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I hold my hand. I'm like, I thought this meant something. <laughs> Steam starts to come out of Lil Pim Pim's ears. <laughs> Guys, it's a r- rare orc condition, but uh, <laughs> focus. And then t- I'm like, do you know what? Maybe we should just proceed with no more talking. And then I just start farting white noise. <laughs> so it fills the space, and, and by fills talking. the space, you mean causes a bunch of bubbles to come up. Because, yeah, and uh, the, the bubbling sounds, which are totally natural, that wouldn't draw attention at all, are just loud enough that you don't hear any like quiet bitchy mutterings. <laughs> <laughs> The characters. <laughs> Bitchy mother. <laughs> you continue on down the tunnel a little ways, and then up ahead you can see uh, sort of dim light, and it seems that uh, perhaps there's a landing. So you think uh, there's probably a ladder up ahead that will lead you up into the castle. Okay, guys, so it's just over there. We've got to proceed in a special pattern. <laughs> I say, yes, warlord. Guys, listen, he's a warlord. Because it's just fancy and I like it. Still a good reason, guys. <laughs> I have absolute faith in this warlord. Butthole and I are going to form a base of a pyramid, and then... Aaron will be the next level of a pyramid, and Quinny, you'll be the top of the pyramid. All right, that's Alan, and yeah, I'll, I'll ride on top of the pyramid. What All did right. I say? You said Aaron. Alan. <laughs> All right, so I, um, I stand next to him. Uh, I take Goblin Jr. off of being a scarf, uh, and I like one-hand him because he's a little bit buoyant, and I hold him up like the Lion King in front of us, and uh, everybody else can climb on. It's going to be great. Base of the pyramid, I'm going to need an athletics check from the two of you gentlemen. Alan, I think for you it'll probably be an acrobatics because you're, you're climbing and balancing. Sure. And Quinian acrobatics for you as well. Excellent. My athletics check was a 16 total. Great. Acrobatics, 15 total. 15 total for me as well. 12. And little Pim Pim, you're finding that uh, you're still sort of overwhelmed with emotion. Um, you know, the, the pot is still full of water and you're kind of trying to like empty the pot while also holding people up. So it's a little wobbly, but you managed to, to pull it off. Alan, only once you're up do you realize the tremendous amount of danger of being the second person up a, a pyramid is for a squishy wizard. Uh, and um, Quinny, you just you you scamper up as fast as you can because you don't have any faith that any of this tower is going to last yeah. uh, too long. But you are able to reach the uh, the broken ladder um, that uh, that's sort of there's a couple rungs of of uh, what was once a ladder that would have descended all the way to the floor, and uh, you're able to hop onto that. Okay. Have you got rope? I do. 
Okay. And so I assume you're all up the rope. Yeah, yeah, I, I can lower a rope for you guys and you can climb up. Okay, great. You find yourselves in uh, what looks like it would have been like a larder, like sort of a, a cold room. There are a bunch of sort of like ruined barrels that would have been full of provisions. You get the sense that uh, the goblin inhabitants of the castle haven't been using this room. They probably looted it when they first showed up, but it doesn't look like there's anything too good down here. You do get the sense that if your old pal Mudbutt was here, he'd probably try and find something to eat, but would possibly <laughs> die from from what he found because it's a lot I of sort see. of rotted. It's spoiled. So, oh, yeah. yeah, and, and Spoiled ham. Aged. Yeah, <laughs> spoiled ham. I turn to the warlord and I say, so... Where in the castle are we right now, and how do we get to the jail? Little Pim Pim, can you roll me a an insight check, please? Eight total. You've been observing the castle from outside for a while, and you managed to find uh, this route in. Uh, however, you've never been inside the castle before, so I'll leave it up to you how you choose to respond. But that's what you know as a, as a character. Well, I haven't been inside of this castle before, so my best guess is, judging by the smells... We are in a pantry of sorts. Right. But where's the jail? Yep. We are in a pantry. <laughs> and and I, just... I think the jail would be on the bottom floor, on a sort of sub-basement on the other side of a castle. So does this room have a door, or is it just like an yep. opening to a so, hallway? So uh, it's a smallish room. Uh, again, a bunch of barrels and stuff. Uh, there's a small wood uh, stone staircase that leads up to a door. Uh, the door is closed. Can you roll me, uh, Quinny and Alan, a perception check, please? Seven total. Uh, Thirteen total. Uh, so, Quinny, um, as you do when pretty much you enter any space, you start to, to give it a good Case listen. the joint? Yeah. It's very faint, um, but you can hear some, like, you know, um, clattering of... Uh, of cutlery and, and other things. You can kind okay. of hear a bit of a commotion. It doesn't sound like it's on the other side of the door, but it sounds like it's close by. Okay. I'm going to approach the door. Okay. Uh, and I'd like to see if I can peer through like a keyhole or anything like that to see what's on the other side. So you find yourself looking into sort of a, um, it looks kind of like the, it's one of those small areas that seems to exist between other important rooms. So sort of a small hallway. Um, okay. Directly ahead of you, there's a door to the left uh, and a door to the right. The door to the right seems to be the one where the uh, the noise is coming from, uh, and it's gently ajar, and you can smell food, and it sounds like someone's really berating someone. Do I hear anything? Like in terms of, like, can I make out what's being said at all? Uh, or? Sure, roll me a, no, do perception again, sure. Uh, 12 this time. You can hear again some, some like bashing around uh, pots and pans, and it uh, it sounds like someone's uh, giving orders that aren't being followed very well. No, no, I said salt the water, not, oh, god damn it. And then you hear like a thwack as someone gets hit, and you okay. hear like, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. They definitely sound like goblin voices to you. So I, right. I'm I'm standing in the room, and I set Goblin Jr. down, and I got my Warhammer. I'm like ready for it. It's game time. And I, I whisper over to Quinn. I'm like, what do you hear? I'm going to report back. I'm going to leave the hall, come into the room with you guys, and be like, all right, we got two doors at the end of this hall. One on the left, can't really tell what's going on. One on the right is open a little bit. Sounds like it's kitchen prep or something like that. And there's like an argument going on. Oh, oh, oh. So I lean over to the warlord. Uh, and I say, I, I'm, I'm putting you in charge because you're clearly the warlord. Like, you know what's going on. But of we Lord both, of War. We both had some experiences with being bullied. And that drew us together. And we don't know much about this castle. So what if we go and we ice that bully and we make a new friend? I say, yes, let's do that. Because in chapter nine of my book, run blindly into any conflict and know that you're going to solve it somehow. <laughs> Guys, his book checks out. I read it. It's really good. His, I, I can tell you read it. Thank you. It was published by Simon & Schuster. <laughs> Simon & Schuster, of course, being a, a pair of gnomes quite renowned in the uh, Neverwinter realms for uh, their excellent publishing. <laughs> Quinny, how, how far is this hallway door from our door? Like, how, how far away are we if we we're going to go to the kitchen? It's it's a short hall. It's like, it's 10 feet. It's, okay. It's just like a, it's just a go-between. We're, we're both bad at sneaking, myself and, and the <laughs> warlord. Uh, no, I don't want to stereotype you, warlord, but you're wearing a cauldron. Um <laughs> Maybe if you want to lead the way, and then, you know, when you fire the first shot, we'll just charge over. I'll have Goblin Jr. follow you, so if anybody rushes you, you can tackle their dumbass. Cool. And I, I, I fart like a brr, brr, and Goblin Jr. walks over, and he's like, ready. Okay. Can you just remind me why, why we're killing these guys and not trying the other door? Because there's one being bullied, and that means we can make a friend. Okay. Checks out. Well, it's worth looking into the other door. We don't want to have someone... Come through, uh, like, and hit us from behind. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I thought we had a plan. I thought the warlord made a command. It, it's, but it's still a good plan. Let's just see what's in this room behind us. Wait, wait, wait. We should make sure that we're properly armed. Uh, so we've got everyone armed uh, at the rear. Alan. Hey. 
Do y'all have any magics in like pouches or something? <laughs> Special magics, just in case. I I I can cast spells. It's kind of a thing. Yeah, it's what I do. It's not like a physical thing. It comes from within. Excellent. What is yeah. the most vicious spell that you have? <laughs> that would be acid. That would be acid throw. Yes, it's acid splash. It might not be the most dangerous, but it's the most talk- vicious. If there are goblins <laughs> in the room, it's acid splash. Great. So get some acid ready. Cool. <laughs> you there, butthole. What's yes. your specialty? I, I uh, hit stuff with a hammer, and I've got spells for healing and conjuring magical hammers from the goddess to smash our enemies. Excellent. Get that hammer ready. Okay, I'm ready. Quinny, you asshole. What do you got? <laughs> I, I specialize in, in sneak attacks, you giant moron. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are wearing my patience very thin. And now I have this, a sword. <laughs> it is a tremendously long and mighty looking sword. Does it have a name? Kindness. <laughs> uh, the that sword's name is Kindness. So the they sp- say kill the giant oh, spider with kindness. Kill them with kindness. It's, this is different than my interpretation of the text originally. <laughs> Authorial intent, man. Yeah, it's a- ch- chapter three is a whole new meaning now. Yep. All right. So, Quinny, now that we've sorted out what everyone's carrying, <laughs> go look at that other door, apparently. <laughs> Just want to have a look. Just, now what, that what? I have slowed down the adventure. <laughs> Just to the- describe what we have. <laughs> well, no, you're commanding us, Warlord. It's perfect. You need to know everyone's skill sets. You can tell us what to do in battle. Great. Okay. So, uh, Quinny, you sneak up to the door. Uh, mm-hmm. Can you roll me perception, please? Uh, another 12 total. So uh, inside, you you don't hear anything too loud. Um, you can hear a couple muffled noises, but you're not sure what. There's something behind the door. We've got two options. We can bust into this kitchen and close the door behind us and hope that any ruckus we make doesn't travel between two doors and, and whatever's on the other side doesn't hear us. Or we can try and quietly take these guys out while this loud argument is going on and hopefully occupying the people arguing. Listen, I may have served with mercenaries, and I may know my small squad tactics, but I'm no warlord, so little Pim Pim, yes. what should we do? We got two plans. We can try to send Quinny in to sneak murder whoever's in the one room while the other people are arguing, or we can run into the argument room, murder, and try to make a friend and hope the sound doesn't go through the door. Let's go into the first room. So that the one with the, we, the argument or the one not? The one without the argument. Okay. Right. So okay. Uh, it is my will. <laughs> So, uh, Quinny, you, you want to roll me a stealth check? Yeah. I know you hate those, but... So that's a total 20. You very gently, almost tenderly, push the door open, uh, and you see that it seems to be sort of an improvised barracks, and there look to be four sleeping goblins. And Goblin Jr. is following you as, like, quiet backup. All right. Four sleeping goblins. Uh, sounds like either an easy kill or people we can just leave. Uh, I'm not talking to you right now. No, you I'm can't. sneaking. I'm so sneaky. Uh, and I'm not pointing this out to you, but we have a crazy orc wearing a cauldron and me in clanking plate mail. I, uh, I'm picking up what you're laying down there, uh, <laughs> Mr. Farch. So I will, uh, I will sneak to the furthest goblin from the entrance, and I will unsheathe my short sword and just slowly plunge it into his neck. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell t-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful. 
it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dank Sickles. <laughs> it's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dumdums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. Hello, I am Bernard Sherbert, the survivalist Rupert from Dum Dums and Dragons, and I am here to help you survive the boredom of day-to-day life by helping to engage in the wonderful storytelling, whimsy, comedy, and occasional tragedy of the Dum Dums and Dragons adventures. If you would like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that is D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and you can join for as little as $1 a month, which will gain access to our Patreon-only Discord, where you can hang out with other people who have also listened to the things you have listened to and seen the things you have seen and thus can describe them with you. Or, at higher levels, you can get ad-free feeds where you can avoid ads like this one. Or, alternatively, at even higher levels, you can add an NPC name like Bourbon Gerbert was. Or, you can add your own NPC that you build at the highest level and get your name in the credits. Name in the credits. Name in the credits. Sorry, I had to say that three times because it is very, very, very cool. This has been Bourbon Sherbert, encouraging you to go join patreon.com slash dumdumdice. See you in the future. Bleep bloop. Okay, so you had a 20 on stealth? Yeah. Okay, first first goblin. Uh, he was dreaming of of a world where instead of becoming a, you know, part of a war band, he was going to be a painter. He was going to show people how how he viewed the world through a goblin's eyes. Yeah, but Hitler was a painter. <laughs> well, and not unlike Hitler, this goblin's dreams were ended by a swift strike. Perfect. Through his neck. Uh, so the first goblin um, dies without waking up and without making any noise. Great. His goblin-y blood starts soaking into his bedroll. Okay. I say, so much for the tolerant left. <laughs> Goblin Jr. like <laughs> Goblin Jr. just like sort of into it. So he reaches over and just like bites the dead goblin's neck for like just to just to keep his his you know keep his eye in if he was a sniper. Like he's just ready for more throat biting. <laughs> so he, he bites the corpse's neck and then he just follows you still silently. He's like a fucking wolf predator. Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out how silently. Natural 20. Oh, thank Goblin Jr. is a ghost. Yeah, he bites its neck so silently the other three goblins die. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so Quinny, you nod to Goblin Jr., who is so stealthy that he leaps nimbly from that first one onto the second one, but he lands, like, mouth first on the neck. Yeah. And that goblin's dead before his four paws hit the chest. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, uh, two fucking, down. I love that two wolf to go. so much. I don't see this, right. but I just, I, I know move, he's I killing I move on it. to the next goblin. Okay. This one, uh, I've got a dagger, so I'll put a hand over his mouth uh, and dagger into neck. Okay, roll me a stealth check. 
That is a total of 17. So as soon as you clamp your hand over the goblin's mouth, his mm-hmm. eyes shoot open in, uh, in shock and surprise, and he starts to struggle. So uh, I need you to roll me a dexterity check, please, Instead of, or an opposed check. So that's a total of seven, seven. for my dexterity. <laughs> the good news is you beat him by one. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the goblin starts flailing, but, you know, he's just coming straight out of sleep. struggle takes just, place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you're both somehow, like, wrapped up in blankets and robes, yeah. and you're just like, oh, no, this is awful. But you uh, you managed to uh, slide the, the dagger into his throat. Okay. And uh, you see that the light in his goblin eyes just, just blink out. All right. Uh, I take his pillow. I move over to the last goblin. <laughs> and put- Go- Goblin Jr. looks at you and gives like a nod. Yeah. So when you go for his face, Goblin Jr. is going to jump over and try to hold down his feet. <laughs> I, uh, I put the pillow over his face. Gonna, and I take out my hand crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> and I fire it point blank through the pillow into his face. Extra quiet. <laughs> Uh, so as you do this, you're uh, reminded that the noise a crossbow makes is from the twang of the rope, not the actual launching of the thing. Uh, but the bolt goes through the pillow anyway uh, and into uh, into the, the sleeping goblin. The, the pillow, which was already pretty ratty, starts uh, turning green. All right. So Goblin Jr. looks at you with like a newfound sense of awe. Like you're like a superhero for okay. him. I've got a question for, for Goblin Jr. Um <laughs> Are there any purses on any of the goblins' bodies? No, but there There's is sleep purses. a. You know, there there are definitely like they're you know, knapsacks. Yeah. He's, <laughs> there but are he's but the, the he, goblin, <laughs> goblin Junior is going <laughs> to. Took me a second, but I'm into it. I still don't get it. Uh, uh, you know, what? I give you one point of inspiration, sir. That was well <laughs> well worth the time. Uh, goblin Junior goes to one of the backpacks, whichever one, because he knows from smelling, and takes out the biggest bag of like gold or gems or whatever, and he walks back and just puts it in your hand. Just as like a thank you. Okay. <laughs> Fuck. Goblin Jr. Well, he's going to bring whatever he thinks is the best present. Yeah. So I rolled on my quick find chart uh, and it said a body. And I'm like, no, he already found a body. It's <laughs> no, not no, an exciting I, quick find. No, but I, I can tell you what he does then. <laughs> goblin Jr. goes over to that first goblin that mm-hmm. you like, like both took part in. Mm-hmm. And he, he bites down and rips its arm off. And then he walks it back to you and sets it at your feet and just looks up at you like, you did great. And lucky for you, Quinny, you happen to notice that um, odd for a goblin, but he had several very fine rings. Wow. On that severed arm. Just on one, like, awesome hand. Yeah, he had one awesome hand. <laughs> so Goblin Jr. leans down. Because he was like, an artist. So, you know, he really, he wanted people to know that there was more to him than just being cannon fodder. Excellent. So Goblin Jr. leans down and he nudges the rings. And then he leans up and nudges in your backpack where you hide gems from the rest of the troop. <laughs> and then he just nods and, t- and turns around and looks away like he's not seeing it. Perfect. Uh, so there'll be uh, 30 gold. 30 gold worth how many of how many rings three each three one's rings. worth 10 i okay. love that i love that so much um, um i'm gonna keep the arm as well okay uh and i lock Why? eyes with goblin jr and i just go shh like finger <laughs> to goes, my mouth snur, snur. <laughs> yeah he's got like one paw over his nose yeah. Yeah. Stir, stir. uh so a quick... we, we come out and i say turns out it was nothing there's nothing in there that's uh, 150 xp for dealing with the uh split amongst all of you so Nice. So you, you want feel, to write You there. guys feel smarter and more capable for some reason. <laughs> well, I, actually, you all get points for restraint by not just being like, we got armor, let's go in. <laughs> uh, so you've successfully cleared out the one room. The argument uh, still goes on. You hear a sort of clash of uh, of plates and dishes. It seems like the blue team isn't doing very well, but the red team's really got it together on uh, the appetizers. We're the heavy dudes, so we're probably still just hanging out. So we're like, Quinny, good work. Keep going. <laughs> good job, I guess. <laughs> Hey, begrudging acceptance. I uh, Halfway to friendship. I begrudgingly appreciate that. <laughs> you little. You big. Ooh, oh, I could just sing a song about how we're different. <laughs> and I just lean forward and close the door to the room that we're in. And I look to Lil Pim Pim and I just say, do it. Someone drop a beat. Quinny, I think it's only right that it's you. It's <laughs> it's <laughs> You and me don't see eye to eye. I am a really great guy. You are a piece of crap, and I don't like your attitude. Now reverse. You beatbox, Quinny. <laughs> You're a big orc, and you picked me up, and you almost drowned me, and I almost died, and I'm not going to forget it, and we took a blood oath, and what was that all about anyway? 
All right, I'd say let's keep going with the adventure. We'll reprise this later. <laughs> Can't wait for the remix. <laughs> I, I feel like we both like exhale, like we worked through something there. Just like, <sighs> and I look over at Alan, and I just whisper this in a way she can only hear it. And I'm like, progress. <laughs> <laughs> and the DM goes, thank God they didn't challenge each other to a dance battle. That would be terrible for a podcast medium. I just want to say that it's been really funny watching Tyler and Brandon because they legit are glaring at each other across the table. <laughs> talk to each other it's hilarious hey tyler i love you i love you too man whenever i get into quinny it's like i become another person okay when we when we stop recording like oh oh oh, where am i you're the daniel day i I come out of it daniel day lewis of uh dungeons and dragons i've tried to discuss this show with tyler he can't remember a single thing from any episode but the moment he's back he knows it all you've got to call me quinny so you freak me out so much that paul dano has to take my place Now that the song is over, I uh, look at Quinny, mm-hmm. and I open the door, and I just sort of gesture back out. Like, let's go. Let's All get right. this done. Okay. I want to try something here, guys. I take out the goblin arm that I kept, mm-hmm. which is probably a shock to you guys. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. <laughs> <laughs> He's an orc. He's practically half goblin. Uh, I'm just assuming this is a, like a halfling thing. And I hold the arm from the severed end and stick the hand through the door, and I say, hey, hey, come here. And I start... Motioning with the hand, the floppy dead hand, to like beckon someone. I lean over to the warlord and go, This probably would have worked a lot better if he spoke goblin. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) hey, come here. I want to show you something. (laughs) And the hand flops to like kind of accentuate each syllable that I'm speaking. All right. <laughs> and I like look over at you guys. I like wink like this is working. And, and I, I nod and give you a thumbs up. And Goblin Jr., having seen how well it went in the other room, just nods. And he looks back at the rest of the group and nods. And then looks forward and nods. Wait, I know a little bit of Goblin. Maybe if I whisper it in your ear, you can accurately beckon someone. Okay. So the, um, you hear from inside. Uh, there's still like the, It sounds like the commotion's still going. But you hear someone go, Hey, but boss, boss, looks like there's someone at the door. I, I can't hear what they're saying. War- Warlord. Say say the words so he can say them. What, 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 we need to say like, hey guys, come out here, check this out. Okay, let me think. All right, lean your ear back right close to mine like that. Yeah, like that. <laughs> and everyone just looks at Quinny and shakes a hand like, it's your turn. Okay, and so I flop the hand around and go. Okay, roll me a, um, a deception, please. Uh, and I'll give you <laughs> natural no, no. one. Hang on, I'm lucky. Uh, uh, oh, wait, yep. he's lucky. I'm lucky, which means that on ability checks, mm-hmm. I can re-roll yep, a one. Yep, yep, you sure can. It's a four. Um, <laughs> uh, what was, it was deception. That bumps it up to a total of eight. Okay, so. uh, keep in mind you also have inspiration. <laughs> yes, uh, and I will use that inspiration right now. Remind me again what inspiration does. Uh, it will give you advantage, so you'll be able to roll one more time and pick the best of the two. So you've got an eight and... Natural 20. <laughs> Yay! Okay, Wait, so way to kill those gods. I sing the song of his people. <laughs> Do uh, you hear the goblins sing? <laughs> uh, goblins just uh, sing show tunes. <laughs> goblin themes. Yeah, so. Mainly Les Mis. They're, they're really into that one. Goblin things. Um, <laughs> Hamilton <laughs> hasn't toured to Neverwinter yet, so they're they're stuck. They're stuck in the older Golden Age of Broadway. But Though they love Lord of the Rings, the musical. Like that just reads so clean. You kind of hear the commotion. Um, they come like, guys, 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 shut up, shut up, shut up. And you hear uh, sort of a gruffer voice say, "You don't tell me to shut up." And he goes, "No, no, 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 no. He's singing the song of our people." <laughs> and then you hear kind of a chorus of goblin voices mm-hmm. start singing uh, the song of angry men. They're, they're, they're just, they're, they're kicking into Les Mis. And you can tell there's like, if you could see their eyes, there might be a tear in yeah. those eyes. And they're, they're really excited. So the guy says, okay, well go, go find out, uh, go, go find out what he needs. He must be an emissary from Grawl. So I, I whisper over to Tyler. I'm like, the one who's coming is the bullied one. Don't murder him. <laughs> so uh, a goblin, you can see through the crack in the door, a goblin is approaching your enticing arm. I wait for him to come sort of like to the other side of the door, kind of like as he's, he's like looking at the arm, watching, mm-hmm. and he comes around so that when I have line of sight on him, I'm going to yank him in. Roll me a stealth check, please. 22. So the goblin follows the arm, comes out into the hallway. I assume you close the door behind him? Yes. Great. So you close the door, you manage to grab him, he's like, what? Hand on mouth. Grab him by like the scruff of his shirt or whatever he's wearing, the scruff of his loincloth. If you're I have continuing to. <laughs> the uh, the cycle of violence, having been carried by your scruff, you're now like yeah. now it's my turn. Yeah, yeah. And and he's on the floor, and I'm on top of him. 
hand on his mouth, and I'm guessing there's like a sword and a staff and a hammer like pointed at his head. And I look to you guys for our next cue because I'm like, I'm, I'm ready to kill this guy if I need to. I got like my dagger under his chin. So I'm going to gently reach over and, and like take the goblin by the throat because you're not holding him by the throat, no, right? I'm, I've got a hand over his mouth. So I put my hand over your hand so your hand can slide out yeah. and I keep his mouth covered. <laughs> and I like shift him to the left. <laughs> and then I nod to your crossbows <laughs> and, and just hold him for a minute. Okay. And I, could we show him what's in the room? <laughs> what's in the other room? Well, none of us know what that is. You told us there was nothing there. Yeah, just show him the nothing and he'll, and I think he'll get. <laughs> so I, 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 I walk the goblin over. We laboriously. <laughs> yeah, like it takes me and the warlord to do it. Like we're like jambling to carry him over. And we open the door and I look in and I just go, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, fuck. I puke again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a good thing I closed the door. So we're vomiting and swearing. Alan is, uh, I, I'm assuming, oddly impressed by this amount of goblin violence. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think I've, I've seen enough. I've done enough damage myself. This seems pretty mild. Yeah, good. Do you know what? It looked like they had quick deaths. And Quinny, I thank you for that. My pleasure. Well, not my pleasure, but... No, you know what? My pleasure. <laughs> so uh, the goblin has, has very clearly um, soiled himself in every way he possibly can uh, in, in fear and abject terror. Uh, and seems very pliable to your will. All right, guys, I have an idea. We should ask this guy where the dungeon is. All right, so I take out the the manacles that I didn't burn because I had two of those, and I put the manacles on them because we've learned you got to tie I, the warlord. Uh, we've not tied up captives before, and then they've punched us in the face and murdered us and got killed by Goblin Jr. So I, I shackle him to one of the corners of one of the beds that looks pretty sturdy okay, so yep. he can't get away. And I'm like, all right, let's good cop, bad cop him. Warlord, who, which cop do you want to be? Good cop. All right, so... No, bad cop. <laughs> that makes more sense. Uh, so I wander up and I say, you know, we're going to ask you some questions, but, uh, oh, do you know what? I think I left something in the hallway. Maybe I'll let my friend start. And then I, I go outside of the room and close the door again. I come in and I just kick him in his side. <laughs> <laughs> you listen here, you little stinky punk. I'm not as forgiving as my partner is. In fact, I'm a mean dude with a mean attitude. And they take out a little stick of the Popeye's candy and pretend like I'm smoking. <laughs> uh, How do you like the, the feeling of sticking hand smoke? <laughs> I hear it's bad for my health. Uh, can you roll me an intimidation check, please? And I'll give you advantage so you get to roll twice and pick the best one. 22 total. Okay, he is he is mightily intimidated. <laughs> oh, no, please, God, no, no. So I uh, I open the door and come back in, and I just say, hey, hey, I got I got some uh, beef jerky. Want some there, uh, there uh, partner? Yeah, I like eating beef jerky because it reminds me of eating goblins. Ooh. No, no, please, God, no. So I like hand some jerky over to, to my, my partner, and then I lean down and I go, hey, hey, man, do, do you want some jerky? Uh, I, I, I'm good. I don't think I could stomach anything right now. So you're saying no? Uh, oh, or, or yes. Oh, uh, do you know what? I'll go get you some from the hallway. No, and I no, walk back no. out of the room and close the door again. I get up in your face and I say, you ever seen the movie Antichrist? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I saw that touring production, yes. Yeah. <laughs> In our medieval realm. production of Yes, I assume it's a troupe of actors performing a, a movie where they move around on their touring cart. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I can... Uh, that's a freaky movie, right? Yeah, it was really <laughs> scary. Yeah, that's right. You scared yet? Yeah, local theater director Lars von Trier is terrifying. Good. Hey, you ever, you ever seen a, a lightning storm and then a piece of lightning comes down and you're like, I don't know if it was close by or far away. Only in my nightmares. Exactly. <laughs> Scared still. Oh, yes, please stop. All right, so I open the door and I just gesture for uh, the warlord to come out and join me and I close the door behind him. And I just say, so how's the questioning going? Do we learn anything? No, I've just been conjuring <laughs> scenarios to frighten his psyche. Soon he shall break down and he'll be putty in our hands. Perfect, perfect. All right, so I, I go back in and I got some beef jerky and I say, Hey, buddy, like, so, you know what? I'm so glad you're shackled in here with us. Like, it's really great to see you. And I'm like, I brought you this jerky. Oh, uh, there you go. You know, eat that up. Is it made of goblins? No, like no, said? no. Beef jerky. Like beef scary jerky. man said? No, it's beef jerky. Okay. It's good for you. Okay. E eat it. Come on. Oh, you don't want to be rude. Then he eats it. And I say, ah, oh, do you know what, though? We only had three pieces and we all ate one, which means my partner's 
pretty hungry. No! I'll go see how he's doing in that hallway. And I exit the room and open the door and let the warlord go in and close the door again. Look, 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 look. I can tell you, uh, we're, we're cooking lots of good foods. If you're hungry, we've got lots of good food. We're cooking in the other, the, the famous chef Yeg is making his, his, his meals for Grawl in the other room. No. Oh, God. I'm not hungry. Oh, no. For food, anyway. <gasps> I want to know the location of the dungeon. The dungeon? Oh, it's, uh, it's on the other side of the castle. It's under King Grawl's chamber. King Grawl's chamber, other side of the castle. Do we need a special key to get in there? Uh, no, but but Grawl keeps uh, keeps a lot of hobgoblins to, around him as, as guards. He's really scared. And of course, there's this horrifying wolf. Oh, yeah, his wolf. And what well, does Pim, this, this particularly hurts you because once you too had a wolf pet. But when Grawl took the throne from you, he also took your beloved pet wolf. Wolf. Whose name Could is... Could it be Jeffrey? <laughs> Could it be Jeffrey, my beloved lupine companion? (laughs) Could it be Jeffrey, my beloved lupine companion, who's been uh, in the company of Grohl low these many moons? So I, I hear the warlord getting emotional. So, so I, I like open the door and I'm like, hey, hey, why don't don't you step outside? Uh, And then I come inside and I'm like, hey, hey, buddy, hey, buddy, I heard, uh, I heard, uh, you know, about a wolf friend and some hobgoblins and all that. Why don't you why don't you tell me about those and how we're gonna how we could get past those if we want to have a nice chat with Grohl? The goblin explains that uh, currently he's on kitchen duty, so he and the other uh, goblins that work under uh, the chef Yeg have been uh, trying to you know cook up one of Grohl's favorites, which is like a, a weird mix of like forest spider and like assorted other things, well liquor, uh, and just a soupçon of time. Um, <laughs> And uh, so they're currently trying to cook it, but um, Yeg has a bad habit of, like, bullying all the other goblins. But uh, he said probably the king is is paranoid, and, uh, you know, there's a giant fire outside. They've got a bunch of goblins investigating it, so he's on high alert. He has two hobgoblins who guard his chamber, and he's currently having a meeting with someone very mysterious, which is why they're uh, cooking up his favorite meal. Okay, so I say to him, here's a question, before uh, my partner comes back, because, I mean, oh, God, no, he's no. a pretty angry guy. Oh, I know. Those hobgoblins, they like to drink? Uh, no, they're they're very they're 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 when they're on duty, they are on duty. They are very loyal. To but King they'll Grohl. they'll let you into that room to drop off food for girl. Yeah, I guess. How'd you like to work with us and make five gold pieces? Five gold pieces are no good to me if they murder me and skin me and eat me. Okay, how would you like to be murdered and skinned and eaten? I don't by want a very, that at all. Yeah, so I think we found out there's one way you get gold and maybe not death, and the other way. Oh, it's you see the you look at the guy next to you. And I point to the guy with no arm. And I'm like, he had an arm. He used to use it to paint ago. beautiful pictures. Yeah. I have one, and he pulls one out. And it's actually pretty beautiful. And he's, he's, he's fucking dead now. So, you know, and you think that, like, we can, we can protect you. You, you, you want to know how we can protect you? How? And I, I cast thaumaturgy, and voices just start echoing around the room. And they're like, I'm King Grohl, and I'm going to fucking kill you. And I'm like, no, you're not Grohl. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, so why don't you come work with us? We won't make you fight. We'll just use you as a distraction, and then we'll let you go. Uh, oh, okay. That, that sounds pretty great. So I, I gesture everybody into the room with us, and I close the door behind them. And I say, here's the deal. We know where King Grohl is. We know he's meeting with somebody mysterious. My money's on Black Spider. Yeah, I'd guess that. Mm-hmm. Too. There's two hobgoblin guards on the way. But we've got our new friend. What's your name, friend? Garvo. Our new friend, Garvo. And Garvo's going to work for us for five gold pieces, which is literally all I have in gold pieces. Yeah, not my five gold nope, pieces. Nope, my, my five. I, I'm donating. So what I think we should do is go into the kitchen and murder whoever's in there and cook a nice meal. And then Garvo's going to go deliver it. And when he distracts those hobgoblins, because you're going to drop it right in front of them. Yeah. Alan will kill one with a spell and Quinny will shoot the other one. And then we can burst in on a meeting and nobody will know because it'll be so sneaky. Yeah. Um, sure. I gesture into my cloak and produce one of my three vials of acid, and I ask, kind of rhetorically, I wonder if King Grawl is thirsty. And I, the rest of us just see a vial, so I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's labeled acid. <laughs> oh. I see that it's labeled acid, but I still don't get it. <laughs> what, are you going to feed him, like give him a drink to sate his thirst? A drink We're of on acid. A mission we'll here. make it. Oh my God! You, Lil Pim Pim, you, you are working my last nerve. Oh, oh, I'm working your last nerve. Yeah. Oh, you're working. You work my last nerve all the way back at that underwater thing. All right. Uh, listen, uh, I, I think you should, uh, little man, little man. Pardon me, little person. Um, I think you should listen to him. He's really scary, and sometimes he smokes candy cigarettes that may or may not cause cancer. I'm not scared of him. Oh God, you should be. And then Garvo goes and like tries to hide under one of the beds. 
I'm just gonna unshackle Garvo and like ignore this this uh, <laughs> this, this romantic tension between Quinny <laughs> and the warlord. So mad I could kiss you. Uh, and I, I walk. Don't you then? I walk him over to where where the door is. I got him by the scruff of the neck, and I got Goblin Junior like watching him if he fucks around. Uh, and I, I have him right by the door, and it, it, then I just say, "Call call the chef out." And I got my fucking warhammer, and I'm just gonna brain this Goblin chef when he comes out the door. Okay, so the goblin has to roll, uh, Garvo's got to roll a deception check. I believe in him. <laughs> but he rolls an advantage because it's his job. So Garvo says, hey, um, uh, sorry, Chef Yeg, Chef Yeg, you know the, the friendly person who was singing the song of our people? Uh, he wants to have a word with you. He says he, he, he's, got, he's got the time that you needed because I know we've been running low. And Yeg's like, oh, okay, fine. Uh, so you hear some clattering, you hear a plate break, you hear someone get punched, and then... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Yeg kind of comes out and he's this like really kind of gross like think um, you know that uh, that thing that sings in Jabba's Palace uh, like the original cut of Size Noodles oh I was going to say original the new one where no. it's like make up yeah. <laughs> Size Noodles uh, Max that, Rebo the, the lady one with the yeah, Size Noodles Size Noodles great like the one the, like the yeah. weird blood. yeah so imagine that oh, in, okay, like, yeah, yeah. in okay. goblin right. form so like short but like that kind of like weird giant belly tiny skinny arms wearing a little apron um, and has uh, a butcher knife in one hand Kind of creaks open the door and is chef like, hat? "Does he nice. have a chef hat?" Yeah, he's got a little goblin oh, equivalent yeah, of a chef, a chef hat. hat. <laughs> so the moment the door opens, Goblin Junior lunges for his throat, and I bring my hammer down right on the top of his chef hat. Like I want it to squish like a muffin, and then brain him right great. underneath. So I'm going to give you advantage because Goblin Junior is in the mix. <laughs> yeah, Goblin Junior is the shit. Try and snuff out one of the great culinary minds of your time. Nineteen total. Yep, that'll hit. Seven damage. You brain the shit out of that chef. His hat gets flattened right down to his mouth along oh with God. the top of his head. <laughs> oh, wow. And then as he falls, I kick open the door and I just yell to the rest of the room. I'm like, all right, all you bakers work for me. Let's make a cake. I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to run in like underneath his legs, both hand crossbows drawn. It's like, you fuckers. <laughs> To hold them out. Uh, there's no, like, I, I yell, if he's going to come through my legs, I'm going to re-edit this moment. As he runs through, I'm going to yell, this is a stick-up! Make me a cake, motherfuckers! <laughs> this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dom Doms and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Welcome to Beyond the Dark. Sub-level 19 was nothing like the other floors at Machinko. There were no alabaster workbenches. No spotless white carpets. Here, it was dank, dark, and that noise. A humming, throbbing sound like a sickly heartbeat hiding behind the whir of a great machine. A large metal cage loomed out of the darkness, backlit by an iridescent blue monitor, on which a cursor blinked idly. A metal panel slid out of an aperture in the cage near the monitor, and suddenly the cursor came to life. It read, Insert hand here. Beyond the Dark, a sci-fi anthology by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata. Find it at beyondthedarkpodcast.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts.